From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for December 17th, 2008. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined this week by my good friends, Kathy Worling. Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. In the peanut gallery, Teresa Eccles and Walter Eccles. In this week's show, we'll tell you about this weekend's events at MouseFest, including the awesome party we threw at Toy Story Mania. And Kathy Worling has her report on the preview for the new American Idol attraction at Disney's Hollywood Studios. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. We've got uh, a couple of uh, things in housekeeping. First, I want to start off by uh, by apologizing to uh, Jason uh, and to those of you who were offended by my rant uh, last week. Um, uh, I, but I, I do want to be clear. I'm apologizing for the way I delivered my message. I, I let my, my anger get the best of me. And there was a more effective and appropriate way that I could have expressed my opinion. You have to be more specific. Which rant are we talking about? We're talking about the uh, homophobic rant. <laughs> oh. Um, and uh, about the Orlando, Ma- Orlando Magic and the yeah. email received? Okay. What, you, you, you forgot which rant which, which we were talking There's about so from many. last week? <laughs> Can't keep track. <laughs> um, uh, and like I said, I'm very sorry for the way that I, uh, I delivered it. I am not sorry for my feelings on the issue because those have not changed. And that's exactly how I feel. Um, but I am sorry that I delivered it uh, in the manner to which, in which I delivered it. That's something I, I really do need to work on. I did let my anger get the best of me. And I sincerely apologize for that. So I did want to make sure I got that out there. Um, and what else do we have? We have, oh, Kevin, uh, people are talking about wanting to win, a, uh, having a contest to win a dining review. I had several people ask this weekend. With Kevin, because we haven't done that in a while. I'm thinking of just starting to sell that. <laughs> I'm going to start my own business. And start his own side business. little cottage industry. There you go. So what do you think? How should we do it? I don't know. I didn't expect this question. <laughs> <laughs> on the spot, Kevin. On the spot. Um, it's a pop quiz. I don't know. Actually, certain people told me this weekend they've already written their reviews for the next time. So I think okay, we might so have we to might do as the well same just, thing again. Uh, no, it has to be different. They have to like do interpretive dance or something <laughs> like that. Shadow puppets. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll just do the same thing we did last time. You submit a dining review. Could be anything. Could be a local restaurant by your house. Could be... Uh, Can we um, do this after the holidays? Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to take people a while. I mean, we're not going to do it next week. I know, but there, there, there are people with them ready, and they're going to start emailing them to me. Oh, they can start emailing them. We don't have to reward it until after the holidays. Yeah, I always tell people, uh, make sure you put in the subject, dining review for Kevin, and we'll put those aside and read those after the holidays. Yeah, so if you uh, submit us a dining review, um, it can be either written or recorded. Or what about video? They post to YouTube. They could do it's that, too. Creative. They could do that too. Um, the more creative, <laughs> it's your payback. <laughs> the, more, the more creative it is, uh, the more likely it is to get uh, get our attention. That's what we're looking for. Something creative. You can re- uh, review any restaurant. Doesn't have to be a Disney restaurant. It can be a restaurant close to your house. But do your own dining review, and uh, we will. Uh, c- Kevin will call them down to the top five, and I will select the winner. I have to tell you. 
the more creative it is, the more attention it draws. The people who won last time were creative or had a great story to tell. Yeah. And I'm going to, another thing I should let you know is if you're copying my style, I know how to do that. I need to see you do something different. There you go. So a chance to win a dining review. A chance to win a dining review with Kevin. So submit your submit your reviews. We'll uh, we'll run this through January. Um, we'll give everybody plenty of time. We're going to run it through January, and we'll pick. Let's uh, put an end date now so they know. Well, we'll say that uh, we'll accept reviews up until January thirty first. Okay. And we will select our winner sometime in during either the first or second show of February. Okay. That sounds great. Because last time we told them that w- when it started, but we kind of didn't give them an end date. Well, you have and until January 31st people to submit your reviews. And we will select a winner sometime during the month of February. But January 31st will be the cutoff. Reviews received before January 31st will be considered. So there. How's Perfect. That? And you can send those to podcast at wdwinfo.com. All right? Good. And, Julie, I understand we have some prizes to give away. Yes, we do. We apologize for not giving out prizes for several weeks. We have like six. (laughs) Don't apologize. I saved money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but now we have six to give away at once. (laughs) The first one is Kristen Turner, and her number is 11. Number 11 for Kristen. $25 gift certificate good at any Disney store or Disney theme park. Thanks for listening and congratulations. Yay. All right, congratulations, Kristen. A $25 gift certificate for you. And what else do we have, Julie? We have Jennifer Rankin. She chose number 23. Number 23 for Jennifer. You have won. A three-day, two-night stay at the Gaylord Palms Resort and Spa, just minutes away from Walt Disney World. The approximate value of this prize is $300. Thanks for listening, and congratulations. Very Yay. nice. Yay. You have to stay in the lobby. <laughs> you don't get a room. <laughs> we'll give you some wash and dries. To sleep on a floaty with the alligators. All right. Who Rich, else? Rich Peterson, and he chose number 50. Number 50 for Rich. have won two seven-day Universal Orlando passes. These passes are good for seven consecutive days from the date of first use for access to both Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. Total cost of this prize is approximately $180. Thanks for listening and congratulations. That's a good prize. All right, who else do we have? Annette Broski, she's actually our November um, randomly selected email winner. Okay. Number one. Number one. You have won three days, two nights at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin, courtesy of Dreams Unlimited Travel. Approximate value of this prize is $500. Thanks for listening, and congratulations. Yay. Cool. Next is Michael Landman, number three. Number three from Michael. You have won 
three days, two nights at the Walt Disney World <laughs> Swan and Dolphin, courtesy of Dreams Unlimited Travel. Approximate value of this prize is five hundred dollars. Does Thanks he know he has to stay with the other people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were all just shuffled too. So they're not consecutive nights, are they? <laughs> they like one in July, one in August. <laughs> And last but not least, Pat O'Doul, number 25. Number 25. Love his beer. Love his beer. You have won a $50 Disney gift certificate. Good at any Disney store or Disney theme park. Thanks for listening and congratulations. Yay. Cool. All right. Oh, you We're left done. it out our yays, Corey. <laughs> it's funny. That's it. Julie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Julie's like in a fog. All these prizes. Well, cool. Thanks, for everybody, for listening. Congratulations on your prizes. I have a housekeeping. No, you don't. Okay. We received a very large box of goodies. From, oh, yes, we did. From Craig and Sharon Smith uh, from Seattle. And I want to read the little note that was in there. Happy holidays and best wishes in 2009. You brought us a year of joy and laughs. We hope you enjoy the enclosed Ethel M's. It's our favorite chocolate. See you on the cruise, Craig and Sharon. Isn't that nice? Do you Uh, know who they are? No. They were the folks who showed up at our uh, Swan Dolphin recording. They were that very nice couple. I know none of you were making that connection. (laughs) Oh, they're sweet. I don't know who they were. Those are the most beautiful chocolates I've ever seen. These are incredible chocolates. Gorgeous. They're silk screened, and did you have a chance to look at them? No, I didn't. I didn't. They're absolutely beautiful. Wow, about them on the air. I'm going to eat them all. So half of them are gone already. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. They're gorgeous. I've never seen anything like Aren't this. They they're each individually silk screened. Yeah, Ethel beautiful. did a great job. She did. <laughs> and yeah, and the uh, <laughs> this is the way to do chocolates is that you know what, what each one is because each one has its name silk screened on it. That's I great. actually prefer Lucy's chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was also some uh, peppermint bark in there, so it was very very nice, a nice surprise. Mm. Oh, these are, Thank oh, you very mm. much. We certainly there goes that bingo. <laughs> For those of you playing podcast bingo. However, it, it's only for them. I know. Okay. You always say however. I do, apparently. And apparently. And I gotta tell you. <laughs> and Gahead. Gahead's another another box on the board, I think. Which one go Gahead? I'm just not gonna talk anyway. That's right, we'll just be silent. Alright, anything else? Any other thing else for housekeeping? No? All right, we'll get started with the news. Our first news story this week, it appears as though Disney's recent seven days for the price of four promotion released last month has at least had some positive impact on the company's bottom line. According to Disney CFO Tom Skaggs, hotel bookings are now down only about 6%, a slight improvement over initial forecasts that showed a 10% drop in hotel occupancy for Disney's first and second quarters. Disney released an unusually aggressive discount package in November that offered guests traveling between January and June of 2009, seven nights at a Disney resort for the price of four. The news was little comfort to investors, as Skaggs also reported that he expected this downturn in business to continue for the foreseeable future. Skaggs was quoted as telling reporters, We are operating as if we are going to see this condition for some time. I'm not going to make any predictions, but it does not seem like it's going to improve tomorrow, which I think is a pretty safe bet. 
Although I got to tell you, this weekend you'd never know that their occupancy was down. Those parks, parks were packed. They really were packed, especially for December. This time in December, it's a little. It's unusual, especially for this this time in December. It's usually not quite this bad. I mean, but December has become more. You know, as as the years have gone on, December is becoming more and more popular. And uh, you know, it used to be back in the day where you know you'd come in, in December and the place would be empty. But that has, I think, long since, long since passed. I think people realize this is a, a good time to come. Um, the weather's still good. You can see the, all the holiday decorations. All the stuff is up, but it's not that crazy Christmas, th- uh, New Year's rush that yeah. it usually is. So, but yeah, we were in Epcot last night, and it was packed. And it was uh, bumper to bumper, and even uh, Hollywood Studios the night of the party that Saturday night uh, as we were getting in. Um, Did you think you weren't going to get into the park? On time, with the lines getting in and the and the no, there were there weren't big lines getting in because we got there about twenty minutes to eight, and I thought I wasn't going to get in because even after being reminded, my brother still forgot to bring his ticket, <laughs> and I had to run over to guest services and buy him a new pass, and I which to for which, which I handed to my mother and did, said, "You hold on to this from now on." Did he have an annual pass? No, he's got he's uh, got multiple, he's got these Florida resident multi day passes. But he had, like, five passes in his wallet that were all expired. I'm like, what are you holding on to these for? <laughs> these are like, you know, he's got Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party from last year. So has a ticket in his wallet. I'm like, what are you expecting to do with this? <laughs> but uh, None of the turnstiles were working. Yeah, all the turnstiles went down that night. I don't oh, know really? if you guys experienced that no, or not. No, they were no. working when we got there. Everybody's ticket said invalid. Oh, that was the first time I've gone through there that I didn't have a problem. And that's happened to me the last two times at Epcot. It happened to me yesterday, and it happened to me. It when happened we to us at Epcot the, uh, yesterday, also. Yeah. Um, I wonder what's going on. Why the turnstiles keep going down? I don't know. Actually, the last three times I've been to Epcot, there have been turnstile problems. So obviously, they're having some kind of issue. They worked at the Magic Kingdom this morning. Did they? Well, I know your uh, your parents were saying, Corey, that uh, uh, on Saturday morning. At the Magic Kingdom, the lines were obscene. Yeah, it was crazy. My dad took a photo on his, uh, you know, on his phone, and it was it was nuts. Yeah, I just, you know, so I don't know, I don't know what they're doing different. If they're doing something different, or, or what? But yeah, they had to call for reinforcements to help them out. Yeah, wow. So crowds are looking good this month. We'll see how it uh, see how it shapes up next month for them, though. All right, our next news story. The Los Angeles Film Critics Association has given its Best Picture Award to the Disney Pixar film WALL-E. It marks the first time in the organization's 33-year history that an animated feature has taken top honors. The film, which has grossed more than $200 million since its release, is the latest in a long string of hits from Pixar. WALL-E marks the ninth consecutive Pixar film to achieve blockbuster status which is defined in the film industry as any film that earns more than $100 million at the box office. Previous films include Toy Story, A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Cars, and Ratatouille. And I just watched Wally uh, for the first time Wally. last week. What a great, <laughs> Isn't it great? great movie. Ooh, we have you, different opinions. You didn't like it? I hated oh, it. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was incredible. I thought the beginning part was brilliant. Once they sort of left the planet, I thought the whole thing fell apart. No, I loved it. And I was tired of them freaking robots talking to each other. <laughs> Eva. Exactly. I hope they rusted. 
Uh, yeah, well, the LA Film Critics Awards are the precursor to award season in Hollywood, which culminate with the Oscars, which are going to be broadcast on February 22nd this year. And uh, there's a lot of buzz going around that Wally will get nominated for Best Picture. Well, you can't argue with the fact that Pixar has found the formula. They really have. Oh, yeah. Between the animation and the storytelling and hitting what people are enjoying, hitting what the masses are They're enjoying. They're doing incredible. They I really are. Say, so. It was a stroke of brilliance on Bob Iger's part to buy them, too. Lasseter's doing an incredible job. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, well, especially after experiencing Toy Story Mania on Saturday night, which we'll get to a little later on. That was, uh, that was awesome. That was just awesome. And that was his, uh, that was his brainchild, Mr. Lasseter's. So, in our last news story this week, we've confirmed that Disney plans to release some additions to its What Are You Celebrating promotion for 2009. Among the additions are options to purchase certain additional items. When dining at select restaurants, mainly buffets and character meals, the items include centerpieces, goodie bags, and pirate and princess treasure chests. Prices will range from $5 to $15 and are available for purchase with reservations at Ohana, 1900 Park Fair, Restaurant Ackershus, Beer Garden in Germany, Tusker House, Hollywood and Vine, Cape May Cafe, Boma, Chef Mickey's, Crystal Palace, Garden Grill, and Trails End. And these will be things like, you know, like little centerpieces, anything from little centerpieces to these pirate and princess treasure chests that will contain little, like, cake and candy and stuff like that, all for an additional fee. Why? Because I guess these meals aren't expensive enough. Really? you got to add this stuff to it. I also... I, I I don't understand exactly how entertained your children need to be. If you're going to 1900 Park Fair, 1900 Park Fair is controlled chaos. There are costumed characters walking around singing and dancing and talking to everybody. There is There are children running around screaming. There's food. I mean, at, at what point? And well, you need a centerpiece. Again, right? these are not, this is not any part of the consideration. As I've said, you know, Disney's facing this downturn they never expected would ever happen to them. Um, so they're running around like chickens without their head. That's why this is coming out. We've got to figure out a way to get more revenue in. And we don't care if it makes sense. We don't care if it's worth it. We don't care anything about anything other than let's just give them something else to buy. I think instead of what will you celebrate, they should re- rename it to what can we get them to spend their money on. Yeah, basically, because <laughs> yeah. that's basically what it's turning into. I mean, it's not a huge price point, so that's not really an issue. It's just that I- I'm, I'm amazed that anybody right. has to price. be that entertained. No, it, it, but I, again, that's not the point of it. The point of it is not that... You know, they think that people aren't being entertained at these things. The point of it is, oh, my God, we're facing a, a huge downturn next year. We have got to figure out every way we can to cut back on what we're doing and offering them more things to buy, regardless of whether it makes any sense. So now what they're trying to do is add an, any, add an extra 5 to $15 to the bill um, at, at character meals because they know damn well they can't get away with raising the prices again. So they've got to do nonsense like this. They're going to give you a, a, some 20-cent piece of trash, um, charge of six bucks for it. And One of those goodie bags included crayons and a marker or something Which like that. Which yeah. stuff they used to give out to kids anyway. Right, exactly. that was stuff they gave you for free. Not anymore. Not anymore. And these things are going to be available. Um, these things are available for uh, ja- starting after January 5th. And they're supposedly going to have uh, pictures of everything on the... Uh, 
DisneyWorld.com website. Uh, the other thing that they're offering, a new offering, is going to be a sweetheart dinner for two that will be available. It's like signature restaurants, and this will only be for parties of two. That will include an appetizer, main course, dessert, glass of champagne or sparkling cider, commemorative champagne, and a commemorative champagne flute for each guest. Prices will range from $150 to $170 per meal and will be available for booking at Artist Point, California Grill, Gico Flying Fish, Citrico's, Narcoosie's, Hollywood Brown Derby, and Yachtsman Steakhouse. I think it's really funny. We always hear about how people have trouble getting a table for two. I've told them to go out and book a table for three. Right. So now all of a sudden, you remember those tables for two that were hard to get before? Now you can get them if you do this. Unless you're willing to shell out a buck fifty, you're never getting a table for two. Now more than ever, you're going to have to not tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So basically it's 75 to $85 a person uh, for dinner, at uh, which, you know, you could spend it you at Narcissus. That's, yeah. that's not a bad. I mean, that's not outrageous, right? No, not at their signature restaurants. That's pretty much what you should expect to spend anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, this is how you're going to have to get a table for two now. But uh, so these are uh, both of these things will be available uh, for booking. Uh, they're supposedly available for booking now, although I haven't actually called to see if they uh, um, if they're ta- if they're accepting reservations for them. But they're not going to be available for fulfillment until after January 5th. So you should be able to call now and get these things uh, booked if you plan on traveling June, uh, January 5th or, or later. So we'll see. We'll see how well it goes over. But like I said, you know, uh, what we're looking at right now is a company that never planned, ever planned or thought about a downturn in the business. They never considered that the economy might shift and what you're seeing them do is a lot of knee jerk. We saw I, I, I characterized the uh, seven for four promotion last month as knee jerk, and then all of a sudden this comes out of nowhere. Um, and I think we're going to see other things like this. I think their brain trust is working overtime on how much can we cut and how much can we how much can we increase in pr- uh, the price. How much how many services can we cut? You know we were we did a meet last night at Epcot. Uh, for the tree lighting, which used to have a whole stage show and a whole, uh, you know, character interaction, and now it's just a recorded message and the lights go on. Uh, and we're seeing a lot of cutbacks. Phantasmic being cut back, uh, a lot of services being cut Park back. Park hours. Park hours being cut back. But I'll tell you what, we're not going to see prices being cut back. <laughs> you're still going to be paying the same thing you were paying last year, basically, but you're going to be getting less for your money. And this is again. Disney putting their shareholders well in front of their guests. And then, of course, we have this, this things you can add to an already overpriced meal. So we'll see. We'll see what other idiotic ideas they come up with uh, as the uh, as the weeks and months progress. But that will do it for the news this week. We're going to move on to rapid fire, and I'm going to start um, – I want to go ahead and just plug uh, our uh, our sponsors that supported us for Toy Story Mania. I'm going to be doing this for the next few weeks, uh, really making sure we get their message out there. These guys really stepped up and helped us throw a magnificent party on Saturday night, and we owe them a great deal of gratitude uh, for their help. I'm going to start out with Gaylord Palms. Um, 100 uh, Prices are starting at $109 a night. 
over at the Gaylord and specifically and exclusively for Diz visitors, uh, you get a complimentary upgrade to an atrium view room that's only available through the Diz. We're going to have links to all this stuff on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. $109 a night for that hotel. Unbelievable. Um, also unbelievable, the Swan Dolphin. Can we go back to that, Elon Prosser, just a second? We had put people at the event this weekend who stopped us and said, we booked a couple nights at Gaylord Palms. And they said, if this were on Disney property, they couldn't afford to be in it. That's how nice the rooms are. That's how nice that hotel is. If that were an on Disney property hotel, you're looking at four or $500 a night yeah. for a room. Yeah. That's the comparable out there. So that's an incredible rate. It is. It really is. It's, a, it's an incredible hotel. Um, equally incredible, Swan Dolphin, um, which uh, has great rates uh, in the early part of next year, $159 a night. And when you consider that the Swan Dolphin is on Disney property, it's walking distance to Epcot, it's walking distance to Hollywood Studios, it's right next to the Yacht and Beach Club, it's right next to the Boardwalk. Yacht and Beach and Boardwalk, a room there, at least 250 a night. So when you consider the location, those rooms, I'm sorry, those beds are unbelievable. Those heavenly beds, especially after a day in the theme parks, are just incredible. So $159 a night over at the Swan Dolphin. You want to talk about a sponsor that has been a part of our history on the Diz since the beginning. Um, I don't know that this site would be what it is or if those boards would even exist if it wasn't for the Swan Dolphin, because there were a number of years that their sponsorship of the resorts board are the only thing that kept those boards running. And um, I'm telling you, from the very beginning, they have been such great friends to us. And uh, can't say enough good things about them. There's a reason that we do business with these people, that uh, it's not just that they're paying us. Um, that's You can't just pay us to be on the site. We actually have to like you. We have to like your product. We have to... You know, the highest compliment I can pay is that I put my mother in both of these hotels, the Swan Dolphin and, and the Gaylord. I put my family in both of those hotels and also Sheridan Vistana, which is the next one I'm going to talk about. I put my family in there as well. Again, you want to talk about an outstanding product, one-bedroom villa going right now for $99 a night. And these things, when I say magnificently decorated, I mean, you guys were uh, your, your parents, Corey, were were there for Thanksgiving. Yeah, we actually celebrated uh, Thanksgiving there, and the the spread we had, you know, in the kitchen. I mean, granite countertops. It was just so nice, you know, the the flat screen TVs in all the rooms. I mean, my mom's taking decorating tips out of out of this. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, out of these beautifully rooms. decorated, out really high quality furniture. This is not hotel furniture. No, it's not cheap. Um, and uh, Sheridan Vistana is a timeshare. But they rent out these units when they're not being used. And no, you are not, you know, you don't have to go through a timeshare presentation. You're not being called saying, come sit in a timeshare presentation or any of that nonsense. Um, this is basically like you're renting a hotel. Beautiful grounds, uh, lots of amenities. And again, been great, great friends to the Diz over the last few years. Um, and uh, last but certainly not least, we have to say thank you to the timeshare store. Um, for those who are not familiar with the Timeshare store, this is uh, they, they sell uh, Disney Vacation Club resales, uh, Disney Vacation Club being Disney's Timeshare. And uh, I was taking a look on their uh, site last night. Um, some They're going as low as $77 a point on some of these resales. 
when you consider that uh, DVC, I think, is charging 107 or 108. I mean, if you're, and it's the same. There's no difference. It's not like you get treated differently if you buy direct from Disney or you um, uh, buy, buy through buy through resale. It's the same thing. Um, it's just that you know, if it's on the resale market, you're going to get a better price. And these guys will will walk you through the process. They're going to hold your hand. Uh, it you, you're doing a, a real estate contract. These guys are professionals. They're, They're all doing, licensed real estate agents. Everybody right. working for Tom Yuri, including Tom Yuri. Himself, these are all licensed real estate agents in Florida, and yeah, they walk you through the financing. They have companies that they, they they deal with for the financing, um, and it's and when I tell you, one of the things I've always admired and respected about Tom Yeary, he's one of those, you know, older Southern gentlemen, and his word is his bond, and he's the most honest man in real estate I think in this town. He's just when he looks you in the eye and he makes you a promise, he really he keeps his promises. And he's got so many fans. He's got so many people that love, have done business with him on our DVC board that have nothing but praise and respect for him and with good reason. And, again, this is another company that's been with us over 10 years. They contacted us before, I, before John and I had moved to Orlando, before we were taking advertisers. As a matter of fact, in the very beginning, we just put their information on the site. We didn't, you know, we didn't charge them for it. You know, we thought it was you know, good, valuable information for people who were considering Disney Vacation Club because John and I had just bought into it at that point. And, you know, when we moved down here and started this, you really got the site going and we needed to get advertising revenue, they were one of the first people we approached and they were one of our first advertisers. The Swan Dolphin was number one, the first advertiser we brought on the site, and Timeshare Store was number two by, I think, about three weeks. So these guys have been with us for a long time. We have a really good relationship with them. Um, this is why we recommend them. There are a lot of these companies in town. And I'm not saying that the other companies that do this work are bad companies. I'm saying these are the ones that we've developed real long-term relationships with. So, again, thank you so much to the Gaylord Palms, the Walt Disney World Swan Dolphin, Sheridan Vistana, and the Timeshare Store. They really, they really delivered for us and helped make uh, Saturday night a huge success. So you rarely hear me do stuff like this. I'm going to be doing it over the next several weeks just to make sure their message gets out. And please say thank you to them when you're coming down here. If you're thinking about staying at a hotel or buying timeshare, buying DVC, or any timeshare for that matter, timeshare store sells everything, Yeah, not just DVC. They sell everything. So if you're thinking about it, a good way to say thank you is to give them your business. We have links to them on the, the main podcast page. Yep, absolutely. So that's it for me. Who else? Who wants to go next? I'll go. Mine has to uh, has to do with the 2009 celebration. We have some updates on the website, including the the new parade they're going to have at the Magic Kingdom. Um, celebrate dreams come true. This is going to be their three o'clock parade. They're also going to have another one uh, called Move It, Shake It, Celebrate. It's going to have the same uh, route as the Family Fun Day parade. That's no longer there, and there's going to be an audience participation. It's going to take place multiple times a day. Uh, the audience participation part is going to be similar to what they do for Block Party Bash. Um, all the characters are going to have different costumes um, throughout the park. The park's going to have this huge overlay of um, celebration stuff, balloons and, and whatever. Uh, Illuminations is going to have a celebration overlay added to it somewhere in it. And we also have photos of the, the new buttons that they're going to be offering. Um, family reunion, I'm celebrating, happily ever after, just engaged, and my magical triumph. 
So my magical triumph. I guess that could mean anything. What are you like? I guess if you maybe, maybe if you kill beat, your enemies, maybe if you beat cancer, oh, you, you can celebrate that. Oh, or if oh, you graduated okay. college, you can celebrate <laughs> oh, okay. that. Okay. You were thinking the Spartans were. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess that's kind triumph. of the uh, the general one where you can just um, celebrate whatever. Yeah, the th- I think three hundred with pixie dust. <laughs> I am Spartan. Here's my button. <laughs> I assume that's what it's for. You know. <laughs> magical triumph. No, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I was just thinking he's a magical triumph. I'm like, I have that? vanquished my yeah. enemies. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like that because it shows Mickey and Minnie, and they're like have their arms up, like hooray, you know. Or maybe they're, they're good in the marathon swords. or something. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mr. Martin, Mrs. Martin. I have uh, recent and upcoming Disney DVD releases. Sorry, I was scraping the barrel. It's <laughs> okay, wait till you hear mine. <laughs> um, released yesterday, December 16th, you had The Little Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea. The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Return to DVD, in other words. Stuck in a trawling net. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Little Mermaid 3, Shrimp Scampi. <laughs> Sorry, Julie. <laughs> There's also the Little Mermaid trilogy gift set, which includes the Little Mermaid Platinum Edition, the Little Mermaid Ariel's Beginning, which Peter made a reference to a couple weeks ago, and you also get the Little Mermaid Two: Return to the Sea. So, you know. Wow. So it's trilo- the trilogy. The trilogy of mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> Little Mermaid: The Sea Monkey Years. <laughs> then you have the Cheetah Girls: One World, which I think was their newest movie that came out. Well, apparently you're not the only one scraping the barrel. Disney is too. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have um, the Peter Pan three movie collection, which includes Peter Pan's Platinum Edition, The Return to Neverland, the Pixie Powered Edition, and Tinkerbell. <laughs> They're and packaging then, that Tinkerbell movie already. Boy, that must yeah, that was a big hit. <laughs> now in January, there are several releases coming out. I've never, I've only heard of one of these. Um, Geppetto, A Night in Camelot, Smart House, Mary Poppins. That's the one I've heard of. It's the 45th anniversary edition. Um, all bonus features are from the 40th anniversary edition, and there are only. <laughs> So, in other words, they changed the number on the front of the box. Yeah, basically. basically. They didn't even change it. They just crossed out in red ink and wrote over it. Unbelievable. But they did add some new featurettes on the Broadway play. So, that must be the, the 45th thing. And then you have The Secret of the Magic Gourd. <laughs> oh. oh, That should be a button. <laughs> it was Secret Magic Gourd. So... If any of you are fans of these movies I've never heard of, go out and get them. Boy, I'll tell you, they really are. They're just looking for anything they can to generate revenue. The 45th edition. It's the same as the 40th. I love the fact that they told you that. <laughs> I guess this they didn't want the people to be This is the same crap as the last time. Actually, <laughs> bought it. Oh, Lord. All right. Thank you very much, Julie. I have one. Um, December the 15th marks 42 years since Walt Disney died didn't realize it had been 42 years I, I can remember I guess I'm dating myself but I can remember when the show used to be on TV and he'd point with this little pointer and tell you where Disney World was going to be and when I was younger I'm there like oh that sounds pretty cool and then as I got older I'm like Disney World who wants to go there and now here I am now look back. at you yeah <laughs> now I'm a Disney geek mm-hmm. oh and I wanted to mention when on the podcast bingo when I say um, you know 
as I was explaining this to somebody the other day, it's because I figure all of us know so much about Disney, it's like I'm talking to you yeah, in shorthand. Uh, wait, 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 wait to get yourself really? out of that one. <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> Look at her backpedal. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you for that, uh, Kathy. John. Disney Cruise Line has just announced a uh, special oh, that's promotion. Right. That's right. For three night sailings, January 22nd to May 28th, 2009, it's their kids' sale free promotion. Um, what the the deal is is that any child 12 and under will uh, sail free with two full fares in the stateroom. Not necessarily two adults, but the first two passengers have to pay the full fare. Um, the only charge for the children are the port charges. The uh, f- the cruise fare and the taxes are in- are part of the, the free offer of it. Um, it's only available on categories four through twelve staterooms, uh, not on suites. So, what I wanted, one reason I wanted to bring this up was because we have a bunch of people going on our uh, podcast cruise. Mm-hmm. That's a four night sailing. Right. If you have an idea that you might want to stay longer, you've already paid for your airfare, perhaps you've already made your arrangements to be here for our podcast cruise. You can turn that into a seven night cruise by doing back to backs. Book one of these three-night cruises. The prices are great. That's a good idea. They're really good, especially if you got kids. And add that to your four-night cruise and just do a back-to-back cruise. And I would also mention a lot of people think if they just put the kids in the second room, like the second room is free. It's not. That's what I'm trying to trying to explain yeah. to people, that it has to be two full fares in the room, not necessarily two adults. Right. If one of the, 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 the second people are a child, they're going to pay a full fare. It's third, fourth and or fifth passenger of the Right, room. that seems to, like in the Disney stuff, that seems to have passed over a lot of people. They didn't understand that. Right. We've had uh, several clients come to us who had five children, uh, had five people total, three of them were children under 12, and wanted two staterooms and couldn't understand why it, it was right. so much money. We have to explain to them the first two in each room is going to be full fare. But, again, we're looking at uh, Category 12 staterooms on most sailings, for a party of four where both of the children are under 12, you're looking at about $800, anywhere from between eight and $900, depending on the sailing, for yeah, four people on a three-night cruise. It's a great price, but it just doesn't seem like a lot of people jumped on it. It's um, a lot of discussion on the boards about it. Um, we, I was a little disappointed because Disney kind of hyped it to us that it was going to be much bigger. Yeah, this, yeah. So we expected something much bigger than just three night sailings in this time frame. But there are people who are taking advantage of it, and you know what? If people can take advantage of it and go on a cruise, more power to you. Yeah, any opportunity to experience a Disney cruise exactly. is worth it, really and truly. Right. And these are great prices. So if you can take advantage of them, we're happy for you. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, John. Kevin, I have a stump the panel. Uh huh. This morning, uh, we did a restaurant review with one of our podcast uh, attendees. And while we were standing in line, one of the cast members asked us a trivia question. <clears throat> Let me give you the rules. It's the fi- there, are, there are 15 movies released by the Walt Disney Productions Company that have one-word titles. Oh. Animated features. Animated features. The Aristocats is two words. Yeah. These are one... I was just telling everybody. <laughs> I know you know. It can't be the Incredibles, the Aristocats. The Incredibles, the Aristocats. It's got to be a one-word title, and there are 15 of them. You think? Ratatouille. Cars. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Pinocchio. Correct. Keep going. Dumbo. Dumbo. 
Dumbo, Dumbo. correct. Bolt. Cinderella. Bolt. Cinderella. Come on. What about new, like new movies? Up. No nope. animated feature. Up Walt, is not animated. Walt, Walt Disney Productions. Aladdin. Um, Aladdin. Aladdin. Dinosaur. Pocahontas. Dinosaur. Pocahontas. Wait, Poca. Enchanted um, is not a fully animated feature. Oh, right. Oh yeah. Fantasia. Fantasia. Good. Did that you get, one. Corey said dinosaur. I got dinosaur. Um, Mulan. 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 Excellent. Good. I can't think of ones that we have. I'm not guessing because we did this in the car on the way over, so <laughs> I'd be cheating. <laughs> but you guys got hard ones. You, got you, did ones guys, that, you guys did get hard ones. Nemo? Nope. That's, that's finding, finding Nemo. Finding, finding Nemo is the full John, one. you can speak into a microphone. I could, but are you, are you done? No. Wait, what do we have so far? Go over the we list. We have Ratatouille, Cars, Pinocchio, Dumbo, Cinderella, Bolt, Aladdin, Pocahontas, Dinosaur, Fantasia, and Mulan. I have to tell you, in line this morning, uh, Dinosaur was one of the ones that everybody missed. And Bolt was, you said Bolt was Bolt one. Bolt was one of the ones they the missed. One. Um, can I, I'm going to give a hint. Can I give a hint? Sure, go ahead. Think about boys. Think about the you know hero- how the princesses are the girls? <laughs> heroes Think rather than the, heroines. The, the heroes. Tarzan. 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 <laughs> like Peter Pan, that's two words. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> As John and Kevin make muscles. <laughs> it wasn't very easy. There are two more, and I can't remember off the top of my head what they are. They're, again, Ratatouille, Cars, Pinocchio, Dumbo, Cinderella, Bolt, Aladdin, Pocahontas, Dinosaur, Fantasia, Mulan, Tarzan, Hercules. You know our listeners are screaming this wherever That's they 13. are. We're That's 13. We're missing two. Is Wally considered one word? Nope. Yes, it is. Wally is one word. That oh, was one of them. Because it's a dash in it, not... Oh, okay. Then there's 16, because I thought there were two nope. more. We, 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 that was the one we were missing. We came up with all of them in the car. There's one more, and I can't remember what it is. Huh. Well, there you go. Our listeners will come up with the 15th one. So does that mean we were stumped because we didn't come up with the last one? You're right. You didn't come up with all of them. I'm looking at the flare in the room to see if anything jumps out at me. (laughs) Oh, it's going to drive me crazy now. The the bad part is I got, we had them all this morning. We We should have wrote them down. Hmm. Trying to go back now. No, somebody will figure it out. Well, thank you for that, Kevin. Thank you for driving me crazy the rest of the time. <laughs> it's going to nag at you like a toothache. You can have the list so you can figure out what the 15th one is. Oh, well, thanks. All right. Well, thank you for that, Kevin. Thanks, everybody. We're going to move on to our first segment. Kathy Whirling had a chance to experience the annual pass holder preview for the new American Idol attraction, okay. whatever they're calling it. What do you think? Um... It's interesting. Um, it's where the superstar, we were debating this in line, superstar television, is that what the studio used to be? It's there. Um, there's a little queue line around the back if you're one of the people that want to audition for the show, as, com- as where the line to get in just to see the show is. There's one around the back. But they had two interview rooms that... Uh, you're picked to go into one of them. It's very, um, you know, if you watch American Idol, and I'm not a real big fan, but I watch it enough to know what it's like. 
you walk into this little room and there's an interview desk and chair and a laptop on the desk, which is chained down, which I thought was interesting. That um, And then there's a chair for the person who's auditioning. And that's it. That's it in the room. And it, it just seemed everybody as they walked in the room said how intimidating that was. It was like you're going in for your big interview. And apparently they have um, the computers hooked up and it says they're linked together, all the computers, so that as they're doing the interview, the uh, producer can make decisions right there as if this person is any good. The first audition, they sing a cappella. Um, there's cameras in the room, too. They made a big production of mentioning to everybody it was going to be high-def cameras, so it's really going to you know, bring out everything. So you, you go through the first one, and then you go down this little hallway, and again, I thought all this stuff was going to be bigger. This is sort of like the... It's a small little area, but there's the producer's lounge, when you make it into the producer's lounge, if you haven't screwed up your um, audition, they give you an iPod. So I'm, I'm getting the feeling that Apple contributed a lot of stuff to the creation of this attraction. But they give you an iPod that's got 113 songs on it. And you're encouraged to pick three songs so that the producer has a chance to have some flexibility in the show so that everybody doesn't pick the same songs. And on the iPod, it has the lyrics so you can be sitting there practicing. If, you know, you've made it and now they've decided you're going to be in one of the shows, you get a special lanyard that says, like, the guy wasn't sure of the exact wording, but it was like, hey, I'm going to be on American Idol Experience this evening. Come see me perform. And they'll do this and they, they get, like, a little card or something that they have seven shows during the day, the the final show is when they decide who's you know the winner for the day. Wait, so these people have to perform seven times. No, no, no. no. They just pick oh, three shows. people for each one of these each seven the shows. shows, and when you like make it through, they'll give you a time that you need to come back for your show. And you also on your lanyard, um, you get access to hair and makeup. They'll fix you up for the the show, but. They didn't say how long you sit in this producer's lounge. I don't know if it's, you know, it's up to you that you want to sit there for five hours and learn your lyrics or what the deal is. But, you know, then you go off to the park. So everybody in the room that was there, they took 10 of us through at a time, said, that's like taking your whole day unless you get like the first show or something. That's really, you're going to have to be dedicated to do this and and my well these people that want to try out for american idol is pretty pretty dedicated one of the things we were talking about was that um this is not really for the casual uh park guest they don't think that people are just going to go and go oh yeah i want to try out for this because i'm in the park they may get a few people people are going to make this their destination because wasn't there going to be online registration well see they didn't say that at the um the walkthrough yesterday but when i was talking to somebody last night that had been on the tour with me he said oh yeah there's going to be online sign up because i'm there like do they really think there's 18 talented people walking through hollywood studios but apparently if they're going to do online this is more for the audience they as a park visitor you're going to be in the audience and enjoying other people's humiliation (laughs) rather than i think trying out that's my opinion of it and talking about humiliation that's what i said i said are you going to have like a a bloopers reel or like here's our really bad people and they said oh no 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 this is disney we're not going to make fun of anybody 
So these oh, are going to no fun. That's <laughs> part. We're going to get up to the fan podcasts. And it's yeah, not. Really. And and the thing that's a little bit different too is the the people that are interviewing you or listening to you perform are not the judges that are going to be out on stage later. It's different people. It's just Disney cast members. So when it does come time for showtime, the theater itself holds a thousand people. And when you walk into the theater, you'll go like, "Wow, they they really did." spend a lot of money on the budget well the big question i've had since this was announced are these three judges going to criticize the people who are performing if they don't like them well as the disney cast member explained it to us they're going to offer commentary and then everybody goes well what about the simon person he goes well now realize this is disney so our simon is going to be toned down because you know. of course there will be kids that get their people that get their feelings hurt though i mean i'm just wondering that if, well, yeah, if, if, the they, point, rem- right? if they remember you know oh i came to disney and i found out that i i can't sing or i sing the <laughs> crap you know yeah i don't need to go to disney to figure out that i can't sing <laughs> yeah. i wonder how I, I think that is going to be a minefield for disney You're well gonna- i i think though they're going to have you know people up there doing commentary but who who wins is actually up to the audience. The, the judges will have nothing to do with that. Every two seats, they have like a little control panel. It looks like a remote where you vote for the people. Okay. So, um, you know, maybe they figure they can do that. I guess offering commentary and they, you know, of course, they were very PC that, you know, we're going to offer, you know, help and guidance, not, you know, you suck. Kind I of think things. I think people are going to be disappointed. By yeah, that. yeah. I, you need oh, lessons. That's some guidance. <laughs> you need lessons. Well, as I said when I was walking through it, and he said that I said it, this just sort of reminds me of remember when Laugh Factory opened and it didn't do really well in previews, and then all of a sudden they shut it down for another month or two, and this is oh we're working on it. I forget how Disney said it, but I get the feeling that's what's going to happen with this one that they're going to open it up and people are going to come in and go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, how many fathers are going to go ballistic because their little girl, their talented little girl, it didn't get picked. Right. Or didn't win. Or they're non-talented. Well, you know, know what I'm the saying? In their, mind, in their mind, you know, my talented <laughs> yeah, little girl. Exactly. Because you know they're all gifted. Yeah. And I just, I wonder, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how Disney handles it. And they said that um, they're... Ages and stuff are a little more lenient than American Idol, but it's still, you know, it's like the, you know, young adult people. I was hoping that maybe they'd have somebody that actually didn't qualify for American Idol tryouts, but were still good. But forget Because well, the ultimate prize of this is that someone's going to be able to be ticketed into an American Idol audition. That's what they get, right? Right. They get a dream ticket that puts them at like the head of the line for an American Idol Audition, And if you decide that you don't want to do it, you could give your dream ticket to somebody else. Really? Yeah, that's so that's sort of that's unusual. Doesn't it defeat the purpose? Well, I think that sort of gets Disney off the hook then, because if you gave it to somebody, you know, it's like, well, we didn't promote this person. You just sort of. But how cool is it? How cool would it be if the next American Idol? came out of this yeah right the stage itself is set up it's the same size as the american idol stage and you know how they have that staircase that sort of swoops down on the stage on this one here it's like 
a third of the scale or something. Uh, but, I hate that staircase. I hate when they start at the top of that staircase and walk down don't you scream slowly. In your head, not the stairs. Not the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Or when they start sitting on yeah, the stairs. Sit oh. Well, you won't have to worry about that here. The one cool thing that I I took out of this was they're all going to wear a little transmitter on their collar um, that does something with the lights. The audience so th- can shock them. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. There you go. But the lights will follow the performer on the stage. So That's I got to tell have to you, stage I'm hand. not sold yet. It yeah. sounds to me way complicated. I don't know that they're going to get people in to watch a singing competition, especially the early shows. I mean, who wants to see the people who don't make it? You, If you're, gonna, if you're not going to, first of all, if you're not going to have the bad ones, which is kind of why you watch the early stages. Right. And if you're not going to have the semi-witty commentary, then the early stages to me seem kind of like a waste of time. The only show that, any, in my opinion, that anybody's going to want to see is the ones towards the end. Right. Now, I agree with you. The last one that they do for the day that whoever gets the dream ticket, that would be the one to go see. Right. The I, other ones, I don't know. And I don't know why they thought a thousand-seat theater was the size that they needed. I mean, that's and there's seven shows a day. Mm-hmm. That's 7,000 people. Right. Makes no sense. It really doesn't. I, I can't wrap my head around it. We're all going to leave it once and go right to Toy Story Mania. Right. Yeah. I just, you know, I mean, it, it looked really nice. And, you know, I said it, I guess maybe this is for people who had that fantasy of being on the stage at American Idol. They're going to get that when they get up on the stage with the big TVs and the high def. And, and then somebody asked them, too, are they going to... Um, have like a dvd available of your performance because that would seem like a disney thing to do like hey here's you know for 50 bucks you can buy your recording but they said no so i just i'm predicting that when it opens it's going to close shortly thereafter for reworking that's my guess but it should be interesting you know you're not using that word right i uh i see what happens it'd be interesting to see what happens that's what i mean and i I mean it seems a little 10 minutes ago that was the other thing everybody said is like, isn't America American Idol sort of like past? It's on its it's on it. Well, well, I mean, it's still it, it, its ratings went down slightly this past season, but we're still talking about an average of thirty million people a week watching. So, by it, it's leaps and bounds ahead of any other show by any measure. So it's still very popular. Uh, whether or not it's going to hold that popularity this year is anybody's guess. But I, I don't. I just don't know. How they expect to get seven thousand people in the court every day to sit in an audience for this? I just how I, long are they saying the actual performance shows will be? Did they it? didn't say, which and, we all thought was sort of. And what is it scheduled to open to the public? February the fourteenth, but they're also going to be in January. They're going to be doing um, pass holder. Like soft previews. All right, so this, this was basically a walkthrough. You didn't actually see a performance going right, on. No. Weren't. And I would have pictures, but you weren't allowed to take pictures. So, wow. Yeah, are they going to move somebody on at each of the seven shows? So there's going to be seven people at the end, or is right. there? Right, it's all the people that win. That like the first six shows will appear on the seventh show. Yeah, everybody's going to want to be in the seventh show. And the show, seventh show is going to be like four and a half hours long. <laughs> no, no, you'd still only well, you'd have your six people. Do you get to keep the iPod? <laughs> really? I'll try out. I, 
and I just wonder too, what if you win one of the things and then your party goes like, oh, we're tired of park hopping today. Let's go back to the hotel. What happens if somebody decides yeah. they wanted to go to Epcot? Yeah, you can't park. Yeah, are people going to treat this like an attra- like 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 having a fast pass for an attraction? Right. Or are they going to treat this, you know, like a, a serious shot at maybe getting on American Idol? Um, it, I, I'd be very interested to see what the uh, what the response to this is. So February fourteenth, this actually opens to the public, right? And there'll be more annual pass holder previews in, in January. January. Well, cool. Well, thank you very much, Kathy. That was a great report. Um, I know a lot of people have been wondering what this is going to look like and what this is going to seem like or how it's going to be run. Um, and Kathy uh, has made the bold prediction <laughs> that uh, it's going to be open for a couple of weeks before they shut it down to rework it. Is there an age restriction? Do you, you mean know? to perform? Yeah. Yeah, it's on the website. I think it's um, 16 to 26 or 28. Okay. okay, so it's basically the same yeah. rules they have okay. for the show. Yeah, the, the guy said it was a little more generous, but I wasn't sure what the regular one was. But there was somebody in our group that was 14 that really wanted to do it. And instead of the cast member saying no, he just said go to the website. So it's um, if you go to the Disney website and type in American Idol Experience, it will bring you. We'll put a link to it on the uh, show notes page. And I also have a blog that has my few pictures and does have the link in there also. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Kathy. I appreciate the report. We're going to move on to our next segment. We're going to discuss our weekend at MouseFest and our party. So it's our first year attending MouseFest. What would you guys think? Overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> it was something else. Yeah. Wow. A lot comes of people to mind. I really enjoyed it. i got to be honest. I really, really enjoyed getting a chance to meet so many of our, of our listeners, of our site visitors. Yeah. It was. I mean, uh, it was. It, from the time I walked in, it took me an hour and forty minutes to get behind our table. Because um, from the minute I walked in, I was just it, like, there were so many people around our table. I was a little surprised by something. There was a certain number of people that I kind of expected to be there. The people who are vocal on our boards and supportive and participating in the discussions and things like that. It, they didn't, it didn't surprise me that they were there. I was surprised at the number of people who said to me, I, I never post, you don't know yep. who I am, yep. but I listen to your show. Yeah. That, was, that was kind of overwhelming to me. I guess I didn't see that it was the tip of the iceberg. Well, I didn't see the rest of the iceberg. I think what, uh, what surprised me the most were the number of people that, had, that came from so far away. We had people from England. We had people from the Netherlands. We had people from Sweden. We had people from Singapore, and we had somebody somebody from the military come from the Middle East. He was on. He, he managed to get two weeks back home. He'd been there for a year. He went AWOL. <laughs> no, just to stop. come see us. Um, and uh, you know when he when he told when he told me that our this show he's been listening to the show for a few months now, and that this show really helps listening to us real help really helps keep him connected. And makes the time a little bit more bearable for him over there. I tell you that right there. That's cool. Right there was it's worth doing a show. If just for that one reason, if, if for nothing else, when he told me that, I was like, okay, you know what? We'll do the show just for you. <laughs> you know, it would be worth doing the show just for you. You know, it's one thing when we get email and people say, "I love the show. I listen to you all the time." You know, we get these emails a lot, but it's another thing when they tell you in person. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 
Now, I just getting a chance to meet so many people. Uh, I yeah. just I mean I'm exhausted, I'll be honest with you. I mean emotionally and physically. I'm just wiped out. We're not used to it. We're not used to being around um that many people and and you know talking to so many people, shaking so many hands, so many hugs, kisses, pictures. But isn't it a good kind of a time? Oh, it's, it's the best kind. Yeah. It's the best kind. It, it I had I used to have a job when I was on my feet for most of the day. And I haven't done that in many, many years. And to do the mega meet where you were on your feet all day and then to do the party where you were on your feet all day, I realized how much I don't do that. I realized just how fat I've become. (laughs) I'm like, oh. I I approach that in a really different way, but yeah. (laughs) Well, just, you know, uh, Sunday going into uh, Epcot for the meet, the Christmas tree lighting, I'm saying to Walter, I I said, my legs are going to fall off. I can't. I said, I'm not walking again for like three months. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not walking anywhere. I will have to be carried or wheeled. I said to John Saturday night on the way home in the car, I'm not talking for two days. <laughs> Bambi. Sorry. Bambi. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It was driving me crazy. Thank you. A little bit of Tourette's there. I know. <laughs> Just right Bambi. <laughs> Excellent job. At least it wasn't a curse word. <laughs> Good point. Uh, we were we were there uh, early to set up. Uh, Corey and Will and Julie and other people. I can't think of who else got there. Actually, Regina was there. I supervised there. and ate breakfast <laughs> and sort of set up. and And at that point, um, it's a little surreal because all of these people are setting up their tables and they're putting out their freebies and their tchotchkes and their giveaways. And it's in this really large cavernous room convention room it was like three convention rooms all hooked yeah. together and i thought to myself they really picked a huge room for this because yeah. we were all around the edges and it just seemed weird that we were in this big big room but as they opened the doors and these people funneled in and ran towards me like it was the running of the bulls <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true put up the shields kathy actually took a picture of that yes she's yeah. posted a picture of them opening the doors at 10 o'clock it, it, it's intimidating and then that room filled up. It was very cool. This was the largest room I think they've had at Mouse Fest because I was talking to Deb, uh, Deb Wells and Dave Marks, and they said last year the room was about a third of the size. Wow, it was very yeah. cool. That would have been, Crap. yeah. I, I just I was I was surprised. I, I really was. It's you know I I was saying this to a lot of people over the weekend. Uh, you know I, I've mentioned on the show before. I really don't track our listener numbers. I have a general idea of who's listening, but. I intentionally don't track those numbers because we like it helps me keep the show more intimate if I think only There's a few people are listening. Yeah. <laughs> and then the night of the but but Saturday night at the Toy Story Mania meet, seeing all those people and knowing they were all there mm-hmm. and that that wasn't even all of them, that there were a lot of people that didn't get in that wanted to. Um and seeing that that group of four hundred plus people, it was. It, I, I got to be honest. I start. I got nervous. I was like, "Oh, wow!" Because it just it made it it made it very real. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to know this. And like I said, I don't think about that too much. I don't look at specific numbers, but I am humbled at. Not just the number of people that were there, but how how gracious they were to yeah. us. And complimentary. And complimentary Incredible. they were to us. 
um, about about the show, about the site, about dreams. Uh, it, it's it, it was really for me, especially right now at this particular moment in my life, was uh, was really really special and meant more to me, I think, than I'll ever really be able to express in words. And I say that with all sincerity. Uh, this was a very, very special weekend. Um, and getting a chance to meet so many of you face-to-face and talk to you and get to know you a little bit. Honestly, I, I really don't know how to, how to express just how much I enjoyed it, just how grateful I am that you listen to the show, that you support us so much. Uh, it is like having a whole bunch of friends we haven't met yet. And uh, what, a, what a magnificent thing. And, and for that reason alone, I am so happy that we decided to do Mouse Fest this year. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't help but keep thinking to myself, wow, I've been missing years of having this experience. After Bob passed away, there was a lot of talk about community. Mm-hmm. And how the community came together in its grief and how it was very supportive of us. It was amazing to me to see people that had talked online automatically get together. And friendships that had been formed online became cemented this weekend. There were groups of people that, you know, just were inseparable for the entire weekend. And it was really kind of... It, it warmed your heart to see that you know this has brought those people together. So I thought that was kind of cool. It really sort of brought the idea that this is a community. It made it very solid. I said to my daughter when we got there, I said, as we walked in, I said, wait a minute, let's just stop for a second and appreciate what we were doing and how special it was and really enjoying it. And I know it sounds, you know, I'm sure there's people out there, but I mean, I'm really sorry more people couldn't be there because it really was a special night that I'll remember for a long time getting to meet these people in person that we've talked with online. Yeah. And, and of course the, the dessert party, the Toy Story Mania dessert party was just such a huge success. It, no thanks to Disney. I want to add. They're all waiting for the stories, you know? Well, I got to tell you, look, you know what, folks? Um, You've heard me say that Disney, I feel that Disney treats its fan community um, with derision and a sense of disrespect. Uh, We watched it. I watched it firsthand. I watched it firsthand. You know, and you know what? I'm not going to go into details. I'm really not because it was such a wonderful night. And everybody had such a great time that I don't want to wreck it um, by going into it. But I'm going to say something. I have never been more committed or convinced that I am right than I am on this issue. That Disney holds this community with a sense of they, they, we're not taken seriously. We're not taken seriously. We're not respected or our our fan status, our, our devotion to the parks and to the brand and to everything that they shovel at us, our devotion to that is not respected. It is not appreciated. And I watched it firsthand, and I watched it with Disney groups, which was an incredibly unprofessional group of people uh, for us to deal with. 
Um, they lack any meaningful uh, sense of communication, uh, inter- interdepartmental communication, um, and just simply, no matter how much money we were spending on this, simply did not take us seriously because we were a Disney fan group. And I know it wasn't just us, because I, Disney, I, I just want to make sure I mention this, that at Mouse Fest, if any of the tables had wanted to have access to wireless internet, Disney was going to charge $900 Per computer for access to the internet. The same computer connection that a guest staying at the hotel is going to pay $20 a day for. They were, wanted to charge $900 per computer for the day. It's absolutely unbelievable. But again, you know what? Disney has no consideration. And I can't speak for Dave Marks uh, from Passporter, who I think just did a first-rate, top-notch job of putting this together. The organization required to do it, the effort required to do it, and the man is not getting paid for it. And he did a spectacular job with this. And, And I can't speak for him, and I don't know, I could be wrong, but my impression, and he did not talk to me about this, I haven't talked to him about this, but my impression was that Disney Groups was yanking his chain from the very beginning of setting this up. That was my impression from the things we were hearing and the way information was coming to us that he was getting the runaround and I know exactly what he was experiencing because it's the same thing they were doing to John in setting up Toy Story Mania. And I want to thank John because I was just so impressed with the attention to the details at that event because, you know, some people could like let it slide, but John was like on top of everything and he made it. It was awesome. And, and not only that, not only that, what he had to put up with from Disney groups and held his composure and his professionalism and made sure that every detail was set up for that party. He did such a magnificent job. I called you the, day, the next day to tell he you um, how, how, what a wonderful job he did. I'll say it again now. Um, but it wasn't just. The, the great job that he did was not just. In organizing that and pulling it off, it was the unbelievable crap that he had to put up with, and he never lost his cool. He never lost his composure. He kept. This is why. This is why I'm in business with the man. I'm telling you. I'm going to jump in here. I've never met anyone more easygoing, or easier to get along with, or agreed, willing to see every point of view. And I, I, I talked everybody I talked to at the party. I told them the same thing. I've never seen anybody work harder on anything than the the effort that went into this. Yeah, it was and, Herculean. And it was and, and and when you when we talked when I would talk to our our our, our guests that night, they were on cloud nine. They were they that were on cloud it. nine. This this these were the people that were just saying, "Wow, this is a cool party." Thanks. These were people who said, I've never experienced anything like this. These are people who've been Disney multiple times, in most cases, who've had a lot of different experiences at Disney, walking around saying, I have never seen anything like this. John, it was spectacular. Thank you very much. I had people come up to me actually said, this is the best night of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and these are people who are married and had kids. <laughs> okay. Um, everybody was great. Everybody was gracious. I will tell you the point at which I had a meltdown. When I saw... The size of the water they were selling our guests for four dollars. Yeah, yep. We knew that 
the the uh, the cash bar which Disney was charging for, we got no money out of it. Was strictly whatever they were going to make was going to be expensive. I actually sent a list of pricing to people who actually posted on the boards, and we knew they were going to charge a lot of money. They charged four dollars for a can of Coke. Okay, it's Disney. It's an event. How big were the water bottles? I believe they were eight they were ounces. like shots, eight ounces, eight <laughs> ounces of water for four dollars. Yeah, it, it blew my mind that you would do this to people. And for a twenty ounce bottle in the park, it's two bucks. Right. For two more dollars, you could get a Bud Light. You know, so <laughs> really six dollar beer. So which it, wasn't bad. You know, there. Were, I think that was the point at which I just went. I cannot believe that it has come to this. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to go on and on about it. But the amount of money that was spent on this event. Was extraordinary. It was extraordinary, and then every every step of the way, nickel and dimed me on everything. Let me put it to you this way: so, but we could have taken every single one of you to dinner at Citrico's for less money than it cost to throw this party with drinks. With drinks, <laughs> that's how expensive this was. And when I tell you to spend that kind of money, to spend that kind of money, can I tell him about the heaters? To have to spend that kind of money. And to have for John to have his request repeatedly ignored, the communication between you had to deal with over the course of three months had to deal with four different reps inside of Disney groups, none of which were talking to the others. And by the time this event was thirty six hours away, they didn't know what they were doing. I just have to tell you, and I know he probably doesn't want me to tell you. After the amount of money that was spent on this event, and that number would shock most people. We were unsure of the weather, and we knew there were people who would be attending that would need to be warm. We thought my mom was going to attend, and we kind of based things on her. Would there be someone else there like her who would need to be warm throughout the evening? Four heaters. John asked them to add four heaters to this party, this very, very expensive party, and they told him they were $250 per heater for the night. So each of those heaters was 250 bucks. That should give you an idea of what this party actually cost. Yeah. I was warm. Thanks. Uh, I'm glad you were. <laughs> it was I'm important. Glad we had it. We needed them. Yeah, I, we, we did. did. But it, it, it's that level of nickel and diming you did. My but, story, and I've told people at the party this, my, my story of just sort of to culminate the whole thing was uh, we had worked at every detail, every last bit of it. I had, it was Friday afternoon, sent an email to our rep and said, here's a list of all the things I just want to confirm with you. And went through all the details and some of the things she had to be reminded of for the millionth time. And thanks for telling me this again. One of the things was that from the very beginning, they told us everyone had to be in the park prior to the park closing and then make their way to the event, that we couldn't have them walked into the park. Well, Friday at 4 o'clock, she says, Oh, no, that's not true. We're going to make everyone leave the park, and then your guests have to come back in. Yeah. And I thought, I put out 500 emails to people and told them exactly what to do. And then told them he had to sign people up in the parking lot. Yeah. Right. We're going to set tables up outside, and you can sign people up outside. And I I pretty much melted down at that point. And needless to say, we didn't leave the park. And then I got to be honest. I thought thought the cast that was working the party, most of the cast were, were either indifferent or rude. Mm-hmm. I've um, heard that from several people and, as well. And uh, I, you know, I just I didn't appreciate it. I didn't. And again, and the reason it was like this was because there was an attitude from the very beginning that this is just a Disney fan event, and they're just a bunch of, of geeks and tools, and you know they're not to be taken seriously. Can I just add on to that? It was the folks inside the inside the ride 
who I've heard nothing but praise. They for. were great. Inside the ones the inside cast the attraction, members working the attraction inside, yeah. were nothing but great. It was so awesome to see that attraction empty and being able to well, just there, stay on. That and was just the crown jewel, and ride. It was that was my the crown arm jewel. was killing me <laughs> from going over and over. Was, Having that being was able to have the experience of going on Toy Story Mania with no weight. Yeah, that and was stay on else. and ride it multiple times. We had people that rode it 13, 14, 15 times. Awesome. Everybody's holding their arm. It's my <laughs> understanding like, that you and Walter became very competitive. Oh, we're competitive all the time. <laughs> the only problem is I suck. Yeah, always win <laughs> at video games and stuff like yeah, well, that. We, well, yeah, but hey, look, but uh, there were so many people beating my score. It was it was not it's not like Buzz Lightyear. See, like Buzz Lightyear, like I clean up. And there's I very few people beat me in Buzz Lightyear, but a lot of people were getting better scores. I think my top score was one sixty three, hundred sixty three thousand. I was getting better as I drank. So, you know, so in between, I would have the another Heineken. Just, you the know. numbers just looked better, Corey. <laughs> yeah. You were actually worse. I heard of somebody getting into the 200s. Have you yeah. heard of anything? Oh, yeah. Than oh, yeah. oh, yeah. A few the of them. The guy next to us got That's cool. 200. Yeah, Paul did. I know Paul did. I think Aaron did. Um, I know Aaron and Paul kept riding it together. Um, they AD, had some ADP and Paul is uh, Launchpad. Launchpad. 11B. 11B. B. Um, I know John with the Lang family. He was like Those, at 196. Well, He's three guys and a gal. I know Aaron and Paul were riding it a lot, and they were, you know, they were definitely getting scores in the high one hundred thousands and two hundred thousands. So, but everybody had a great time. That's it was great. it was a lot of fun. Now I didn't have any desserts. Were they good? The, yes. Excellent. For what I, I like, the little pecan pies. Yeah, yeah. I, I tasted a number of them, and I have to say they were better, much better than I, I would normally have expected from Disney on the desserts. But uh, that should have been the case uh, for the amount of money being charged. I was told the hot chocolate was awesome, too. I it, had two cups. All I can say is it better have been. So all you did was eat and sit down? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I we're glad everybody had a good time. It was worth it to me just to have people have fun and, and enjoy themselves that night. Yeah. It was really a great time. I think we created a lot of magical moments for oh, the yeah. people that were there. And we weren't Disney. We did it for them. Well, I just want to say a special thank you to all of you who attended and helped make that night such a success. It was wonderful to get a chance to meet you. And uh, if you thought that was a lot of fun, wait till you see what we do on the podcast cruise. Um, so we'd love, can't wait. It's the next event we have to look forward to, May 10th, our podcast cruise. Very, very excited about that. I'm sleeping till then. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but that's going to do it for our show this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back uh, with you again next Tuesday, next Wednesday, next Tuesday. Where am I getting that from? We will be back with you again next Wednesday with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, everybody.